It really wasn't fair. Oscar thought while he checked the temperature. Why must he always be the bad guy? He draped the brightly colored silk robe upon a broken pillar, its pattern of gentle lavenders and bold fuchsias rippling across the aged, jagged stone. He gave a quick, gasped inhalation as he stepped one foot into the bath, followed by a long, blissful sigh. As he sank down beneath the steam, he was so tired of people putting their emotional needs and burdens on him. His elbows angled over the sides of the tub, and he let his long, lithe fingers trail in the thick claret of his bath. I have needs too, he thought petulantly. One arm casually swung down and grabbed the bottle of wine he'd left breathing against one of the deteriorating clawed feet. Only the good whores get fucked. He raised the bottle in mock salute and then tipped it by its neck and drank generously. That's what I get for being such a bleeding heart. Oscar scooped up a handful of syrupy scarlet from the tub with one hand and giggled. The wine was a good vintage, velvety with notes of black and red currants, the slightest citrus to brighten it, and rich blackberries. Wonderfully mouth-watering acidity. It complemented the acrid coppery fumes of his bath to perfection. Candlelight flickered, and the purple twilight faded to inky blue-black as Oscar dozed, drinking his wine, soaking. Blood really does wonders for your skin. He finished his bottle and reached automatically for the second, left where the opposite clawed foot would have been had it not broken off long ago, and where now rested a large stone, wedged to keep it all from listing to one side. His mind drifted back over the past week. The problems, the frustrations, no, no, let it go, inhale, one, two, three, four, five, Exhale. One, two, three, four, five. Inhale. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale. One, two, three, four, five. He continued the breathing exercises, letting the tension in his shoulders loosen, easing the tight clenching of his jaw, quieting his anxious mind. And he drank deeply at regular intervals. He was disappointed when the second bottle emptied so quickly. It really is a shame. I rarely get this sort of time for myself. And self-care is so important. <sighs> I'd sell my soul for another bottle of wine. Would you? Came a cryptic voice from unsettlingly close. Oscar gasped. <gasps> and sat upright in his bath, sloshing and splattering blood all over the sides of the discolored porcelain tub. Said tub sat in the open air of what could barely qualify as a clearing. The ruins of what might have once been an actual bathroom lay strewn about, covered with puddled candle wax and a few jars of scented oils, and the dense encroaching overgrowth of the surrounding forest. Oscar saw the eyes first, shrouded in the darkness of that overgrowth, they seemed to glow. One a murky marbling of amber, and the other a cloudy vortex of sky blue. 
I beg your pardon? Oscar was a little affronted as his eyes adjusted, and he found himself staring at a strange little man wearing animal skins and crouching like a grizzled bunny in the foliage. A jackalope, the absurd thought popped into his brain from absolute nothingness, but with complete certainty. Would you sell your soul? The jackalope insisted. A normal man would not have intruded so rudely upon another's me-time, and a normal man might have perhaps been frightened or alarmed by the intrusion. But in case it was not already apparent, these were not normal men. There were no normal men in Apocrypha. And so Oscar pursed his lips and thought for a moment. I rather think I would. <laughs> Seems to me like you undervalue your soul. Oscar raised a toe, dripping and bloody, and examined it for a second. Seems to me like you undervalue my wine. When the jackalope did not immediately respond, Oscar glanced over at him. The jackalope stared back wordlessly. Oscar's brain wanted to call the jackalope stoic, but there was something eerily wrong with that description. It wasn't stoic. It was more that no part of him ever seemed to move at all. No matter twitch or shift or smallest breath of life. Not even those eyes. Oscar suddenly realized he'd never actually seen the jackalope speak. Level with me. Have you ever tried a good wine? Oscar kept his eyes on the creature as it slowly cocked its head to one side. Nothing else moved about it, except he thought the jackalope might be smirking. Just not with its mouth with those eyes. Like a peppery, full-bodied red with some complexity to it. One that undresses your taste buds with delightfully chewy tannins and leaves a bitter little sparkle on your tongue. Oscar continued on too quickly, as if to distract himself from his unease. Have you ever tried a good soon? Now Oscar knew the jackalope was smirking though its mouth still did not move. Slowly, it cocked its head back the other way, sphinx-like. Like a spicy debauched blonde with some light experience to it, one that teases you with rich sybaritic flavors and leaves you with the light acidic tingle too much self-indulgence. Oscar draped himself over the edge of the bath languidly, little rivulets of crimson tracing delicate patterns over his shoulders and down his arms. Tiny dots of sticky blood dried on his cheeks like a light smattering of freckles. Well, the word oozed from him. Wasn't that just a tantalizing piece of poetry, both arousing and disturbing? Lucky for me, I'm into that. His eyes were nearly black as he assessed the jackalope. Goosebumps began to prickle along his skin as the chilly night air nibbled at it. The jackalope did not react. Sighing wistfully, Oscar flounced extravagantly back into his bath, the blood spraying out to all sides with a violent squelch. All this excitement is just making me thirstier. He closed his eyes and pouted. I've never been one for delayed gratification. What use is my soul right now? Life is about the bodily pleasures, and death could be ages away. 
He drew the words out with a flourish. The jackalope's dry chuckle came from much closer. <laughs> Oscar started again. He blinked his eyes open, stubbornly nonchalant. But the creature was gone. Instead, sitting on the strange straggles of grass a few feet from his tub was a single, distinctive bottle. Oscar raised an eyebrow and appraised the offering. A notable vintage, rare and flatteringly expensive. He looked around again, peering into the foliage, but there was no sign of the strange thing which had disturbed his path. It's a deal, he said to the empty darkness, stretching his arms toward the bottle, leaning out and over the tub. He couldn't quite seem to reach it from where he sat. He shifted over, straining to extend himself just a bit further. His fingers just barely brushed along the glass. Oscar threw his head back with a frustrated exhalation of air. One would think that selling a soul would at least afford you free delivery. He ran a hand through his hair, the blood causing it to stick up and out wildly. Then he grasped the edges of the tub and pushed himself up to his feet with a sickly, muddy gurgle. The thing that anyone who's dealt with blood in large quantities will tell you is it's decidedly not water. Blood is a much trickier liquid, thicker, more cloying, and it becomes glutinous as it cools. And it doesn't cool evenly, especially in a bathtub. A slippery porcelain bathtub. It's perilously easy to misjudge a slippery porcelain bathtub full of erratically cooling blood. Oscar stood for a moment, wavering slightly, the two previous bottles of wine rushing to his head all at once and making him unsteady on his feet. He shuffled a foot forward, attempting to gain firmer ground, the droplets of blood cooling as they ran down his naked form, leaving a patchwork of bright crimson and dark maroon across the deep pinks stained into his skin. And then a shift, a more confident step over the lip of the bath. And he was gone. A red geyser, the snapping of bone, the thudding of his skull, and then blood rained heavily back down on his now still form, his neck at an unnaturally harsh angle, the returning blood beginning to pool in his unseeing eyes.